0: hi my name is john and my name is chris and, and this, this is stay, stay on target hey everybody welcome to stay on target we are your hosts you can find us online at stay on podcast.com
1: that's right john this week we are talking about the state of video games video games in 2019
0: where are they No, that's not right. Uh, Where are they? (laughs) I was just trying to come up with like a, you know, like a, like a subtitle.
1: Like war. What is it good for? Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) You know, but video games.
1: What are they good for?
0: What are they good for? (laughs) A lot of things actually. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll discuss. Absolutely nothing. Just just discuss. Say it again. (laughs) Oh man, Chris. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Nothing
1: because we pre-recorded this. Yeah,
0: it's it's literally you know uh, I, I have some work things and uh, then there's Halloween. It's like all happening. So Halloween just happened. Hopefully everyone got all of the candy. Yep, just filled to the brim yeah. with candy. Unless of course you hate candy, in which I, I I hope that you stayed as far away from candy as possible.
1: Yeah, totally. All the things.
0: Um, hopefully you didn't get tricked. You got treated, and yes. uh, and all of those things. Um. Chris, this week I wanted to talk about the, uh, the fact that I just finished the black Spire, uh, book. Oh yeah. Star Wars book. And then I actually realized that there's a book that is leading into this book that is like takes place beforehand, has some of the same characters, But it's about Phasma instead of like these characters. Like it's one of the characters from the Black Spire book is telling stories that she learned about Phasma and like where she came from and her backstory and that sort of thing. So it comes. It's I'm glad that I read it the way that I did because the uh, Black Spire tells a story from like. A to, to B and all the way down, like it's it's just more like linear story about like what happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with Phasma, we're kind of jumping in between like okay, Wait, is this is this called Phasma. It's called Phasma, okay. yeah. Is it about the 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 character from from Black Spire, like, or is it from like is it about Phasma, like what what? Who are we telling the story about, and in what time frame is it? It's just a little bit more disjointed and out of you know out of place as far as like hmm. the timeline goes. Um, so I'm glad I read it the way that I, I did because I was introduced to these characters in a really is cool it set, way. Is it set before Force Awakens? It's set before Force Awakens, like right, okay. bef- like before this. Basically, what happens is a uh, Vi who is the, the spy from Black Spire, is doing investigative stuff about Phasma and is trying to figure out like where's the first order. Like basically, this is before the Republic believed that the first order was a threat Mm. and uh and so she like gets captured by them like jumps into an area where she's like well you know let's let's do some reconnaissance see if the first order is is in this location or how how big are they in this location she jumps in and like gets captured and uh by phasma yeah well by like someone on the ship with phasma and this yeah there's a little bit of like political intrigue there where like this trooper who captures is like a captain as well as phasma and is trying to like basically get her like kicked out of the first order so he can like fill her job like take her position or whatever. And so it's there's an interesting like little like glimpse power dynamic. Yeah, into like what's the what's the structure of the first order like and and their uh like even like down to where do they get their recruits in that amount of time? And mm-hmm. in, in which yeah. case like that is answered by they basically kidnap a bunch of orph- orphans from right. planets that don't matter and then bring them up and program them to be first order. Right. Um, so anyway, so it's, it's nice to learn a little bit more like about phasma and it's like, Oh yeah, this is a character. Like initially I never would have picked up this book, but it's like now that I've picked it up because it had this other character from black spire in it and it's written by the same author. Um, it's, I've been enjoying it and I've been like, Oh man, Phasma's got a cool backstory. Yeah. So,
1: the uh, the, so I've read, um, after the force awakens came out, I read a, a couple of books. Um, and, uh, one of them was like, it was telling the story of Finn, but like mm. phasma was in there and kind of fleshed it, fleshed out. It honestly fleshed out Phasma more than the movies did, and that's a, yeah. like, there's a. It's a weird thing that happens whenever you have a character in a movie that is not well fleshed out, mm-hmm. and then you, f- after the fact, go and flesh out that character. Like for instance, like Boba Fett in the first trilogy, yeah, and Phasma here, yeah, and then it, and then whenever you you flesh out their character so much, you're like, well, now it looks like they were just like severely. Mistreated by the filmmaker in the movies. Yeah. You're like, this character actually is super, super cool, but that wasn't re- like shown at all. Yeah. And, and it should have been. Right. If this is actually who this character was. Right. And like, we're, we're kind of like make them this thing after the fact.
0: Yeah. And I definitely think, like, so with Boba Fett, I for sure feel that way, where it's like, you know, they, they, between the two movies of like Empire, Introduced the Empire, like, <laughs> done away with in, uh, in Return of the Jedi, like, they didn't necessarily have a bunch of books written at that point, um, but like, especially with Phasma, like Phasma showing up again in uh, Last Jedi, it's like well, you had the opportunity because like all of this Phasma information, like you said, it was after the Force Awakens came out. They released all of this like backstory for Phasma. You know who this character is and that sort of thing. They could have used her better and and written her better in the Last Jedi, but she kind of just like shows up and gets killed again. Yeah, I again, mean, I mean she, yeah,
1: I mean, she's she's. I wish I wish she. Hmm. I mean, I wish she'd never been in the Last Jedi. I wish a lot of things didn't have in the Last yeah, Jedi, yeah. but uh, she she should have stayed in. She her end was better in the Force Awakens. That's true. And it's she true. worked better as a character if she's just in the Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, and it's like I, I feel like with Finn specifically, like we he did away with her both times, right? Yeah. And uh, and I felt like in in the it was more satisfying for me in the force awakens because it was a, like it was an intellectual defeat, you know, it was like, Oh, well I'm, I'm on my own. I'm, you know, I'm a free thinking person
1: over like killing because like, sure. They blew up the, the space station or whatever. Uh, but they like, it wasn't like he, you know, pushed her into a pit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't like literally like inches from her face. Like I'm gonna, you know, it was like, it was like, ah, I'm free now. I'm done with you. Throw you in the trash chute, yeah. you know? And it's like, that was such a, like, a satisfying, cool yeah. thing. And for, again, he stood up to her, like, the person that he's programmed to, like, take orders from. And he, like, stands up to her. And it's like, this is such a good and non-traditional kind of, like, way to defeat your arch enemy or, or the right. thing that's been haunting you, you know? Right. Um Whereas in, like, Last Jedi, it was so on the nose, where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, he needs something to overcome in that, like, that moment. And so then she, like, appears and, like, to take him out. And then he physically defeats her. And I'm yeah. like, well. Yeah, okay. That's not as cool as the yeah. other way. You know, it's not as cool as like an intellectual kind of offhanded def- defeat. And no. it was, it was as many things as like. Well, and I feel
1: like like why was she in the? The only reason that she like came back was yeah. because like well they made her a cool looking. She has she's a chrome stormtrooper. She looks cool. cool. And like same thing with like Boba Fett. Like he looks cool. Yeah. Cool. Like that's. But that doesn't mean you need to bring them back.
0: Yeah. Well that means like she served a purpose in The Force Awakens and then so like zero purpose. And served like almost zero purpose. It, like she served a purpose but it was like a, a a it was the same purpose as in The Force Awakens, yeah. you know. It's like, oh, Finn needs somebody to fight here in He's the end. And it's like, bag. well, do we really do we really have to? No. No. Um but yeah, anyway, so I've been reading that uh and it's it's really good. I've been enjoying it. Uh I do think, you know, th- that one is uh is a good one to read uh, the the author um let me, let me make sure to, to, to say the, her name. Um, Delilah S. Dawson. Very, very cool. Again, Black Spire was a good, good novel by her. And then this one is the prequel to that is cool. the, the way that I've been reading it. So it's good. Chris. Yeah. We have a pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your pick of the week? All right, my pick of the week
1: is a, an audiobook. Ooh. Not a book. An audiobook specifically. Specifically audiobook. Yes. I dig so it. So it's a, the book is called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. It is so it came out um earlier this year. I think it's just like a month ago something like that. Mm-hmm. It was the most pre-ordered audiobook in history.
0: So it, it like Okay, continue. I I
1: have got questions. And, and this is why because it's basically an 8-hour what you would consider an eight hour podcast. So like it's, it's called talking to strangers. And, um, so like high level it's about, um, here, like I'm just going to read from like the, the, the back of the book basically. Um, uh, it's a powerful examination of our interactions with people. We don't know how did Fidel Castro fool the CIA for a generation? Why did Neville Chamberlain think he could trust Adolf Hitler? Um, do television sitcoms, teach just something about the way we relate to each other. That isn't true while tackling these questions. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell was not solely writing a book for the page. He was also producing for the ear and the audiobook version of talking for two strangers. You'll hear the voices of people he interviewed, scientists, criminologists, military psychologists, court transcripts are brought, brought to life with reenactments. You actually hear the, the contentious arrest of Sandra Bland by the side of the road in Texas. Um, all these things, uh, this is a huge, I'm not gonna read all this, but, um, Gladwell argues with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of people we don't know, and because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstanding in ways that have a profound effect in our lives and our world. So, like, where normally, like, because in the book, it's like just the it's the transcript of their yeah conversation. their conversation. In a normal audiobook, you just have the author or someone reading that, right? In this, he has recorded everything, just the actual, like, and it's the actual the actual like, conversation. Like, if if I'm if I'm if I like if I like it's it's almost like a re. Uh, positioning of the pr- the audiobook being the primary source mm-hmm. and the book being a derivative work from that versus, versus every other book where like the book is the primary yep. source and the audiobook is a derivative work. That's from really that.
0: interesting because like you have, uh, we've talked about how like oral history kind of uh, like books and yeah. things like that are fascinating. What if all of right? those where you heard the interviews? Yeah, it's like I think about like the, you don't, what you don't get from a lot of those books, like a lot of like those, those transcripts of like, oh, this is the story that such and such told about, um, this event that happened, like a Hiroshima or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but what you don't get from that is like the emotion in the voice. Yeah. You know, as you do, like whenever you talk to someone who was like, for instance, uh, around during like World War II or whatever, or fought in World War II, like you get that Emotion and that perspective, and like the, the the tone of voice, like means a lot in that instance. Whereas, like, just the information is just the information, or whatever. Yeah, and both are great, but in this case, it's like super interesting that, like, literally, it's just like, well, let's just put out those interviews yep. in a cool, uh, cool, and interesting way. Yeah. You know, that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, and uh, just to give people context, Malcolm Gladwell, he does uh, the podcast Revisionist History, but then he's also the author of Outliers. So, if like, you've ever heard of the, the 10,000 hour rule, like, in order to master. Any craft, you have to spend around 10,000 hours in it. That's him. Mm. Like, he's the one who, like, wrote that book and came up with that, like, concept. And so, um, I mean, he's a smart dude. And he's, like, I like his podcast. But, like, this, like, takes it, like, just to another level. Because even his podcast isn't like that. uh, Well,
0: yeah. And you think about, like, even in this case, like, it's not just his perspective that, like... Because in the book, it's like, sure, he's the author of the book. But it's a a transcript of, like, conversations. And so you get, like, his authorship perspective but also the perspective of the person he's talking to it, and so in this case you literally hear it from their mouths like that's interesting yeah, I, I like that it'll
1: be it'll be interesting to see uh so i've downloaded it and i've uh started it i haven't gotten deep into it mm-hmm. um it's getting rave reviews uh i'm interested to see like if this spurs like other audiobooks doing yeah. this that would be super cool
0: i think i'd be i would be very interested in a lot of uh, a lot of audiobooks that would be like that because again like it's it's just a, a unique way that audio tells stories that that Written word can't totally, you know, yeah. And well, and it's
1: different, it's different having someone read a book to you than actually, like, you're hearing, yeah, the source material that the book was bait like, that yeah. the book was based off of.
0: Well, and even like, whenever I listen to like, you know, podcasts or like whatever, and they, they will quote someone, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's. It's less meaningful than if they were actually just talking to that person. Right. Like and that person just goes, Here's what I think, you know. Yes. And so like, you know, I'm always appreciative of like podcasts or whatever that, that literally have like interviews with people and you just yes. hear that that conversation. Right. So that's yeah, this is a, a unique thing for sure. Chris, my pick of the week. Mm. Untitled Goose Game. Mm. Oh gosh. Uh this is <laughs> this is a uh, <laughs> a jump from uh, from there to uh, to a what is a they call it a stealth puzzle game uh by house house <laughs> in which c- you take control of a very mischievous goose and uh, and you have like you basically enter, r- walk around as this, this awesome goose, and and have tasks to take care of in various areas. And uh, and if you take care of the majority of those tasks, you can move on to what is the next area. And uh, all the way up until the end of the game. I don't want to necessarily give away what the what the, the goose's goal is in the end, but it's a very funny uh, very funny ending to the game as well Um, but it's a super fun game if you're into like it's not the stealth aspect of it is is definitely less like important than the puzzle aspect where say like they go oh steal the the keys to the garden from the gardener and so you like have to like you have to figure out a way to get the gardener to like is this on your switch where how you it is on my switch for sure and to bend over (laughs) enough to where the goose can sneak up and grab the keys from his belt and run away, right? And uh, and then there's another one where it's like, oh, you, you know, get the ingredients for like a a, a picnic and put them in on this blanket. And so you first grab the blanket and like drag it over to this area, and then you kind of collect like these various things. Um, in one of the other areas, it's like get someone to buy back their own item. And so there's like a there's like a, a rummage sale kind of a shop going on on this cul-de-sac. And so you have to find someone to abandon one of their items and then take it and go put it in the shop, like where the person is like keeping their shop and like that person will then put a price sticker on it. And then the other person will like go back and buy it. And so like you can get any number of combinations of, of things like to, to solve that kind of a to-do list where like, Oh, what I ended up doing was like, there's this kid and he's playing with his toy plane. Right. And I got him to put down the toy plane by honking at him. And, uh, and he runs away from the honk. And I took his toy plane, brought it over, dumped it in the shopkeeper's, like, basket. The shopkeeper's like, oh, what's this? And they put a price on it. And the kid goes looking for his plane and ends up having to buy his plane back from the oh my shopkeeper. Gosh. And you're like, yes!
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. So those
0: are the types of puzzles that this thing has. And it's i, I, I had a blast with it for the you know, it's a, it was a, a handful of hours, probably. Like it probably would take me longer than the majority of people, because again, it's a puzzle-ish type of a game. Um, but I had a had a great time playing that thing. That's man. awesome. It's super fun. I mean,
1: it's I feel like it's it's uh It's had a lot of buzz.
0: Yeah. It it is strangely satisfying <laughs> to inhabit a very Mischievous goose. All right. Because again, like you honk at people, like honk, and then you like spread your wings, (laughs) cause mischief everywhere. Like every single one of these people by the end of it, like
1: I've been seeing like hates this goose. Like puts up,
0: puts up, like draws a a picture of a goose and then a mark through it. Like like, no
1: gooses. No gooses. Uh, Like I I saw someone like put. This goose in uh, like modded them, modded it into Resident Evil, (laughs) and like it's been showing up in like crazy places. I love it. Almost like it's almost like meme level, but like it's been, it's not really a meme. It's just like they're they're putting this goose everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw. I'll I'll uh, I'll try to find it. But there's a like there's been a series like shirts like people will come out with like oh that's the goose on it or whatever. Um, I didn't think. I was talking to you at, at your Halloween party. I was talking to Buddy. I think he made a watch face of, uh, of the, goose, like, <laughs> the goose for one of his digital watches. That's um, hilarious. So yeah, it's, it it definitely is a thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, and that's a uh, it was it was a blast. Like, <laughs> like I very like I don't know if I've I've been su- that surprised and like giggly like where I'm just like this is ridiculous and amazing. Like the things that they they allow you to do as this goose. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, it's really it's really fun. <laughs> so. Your
1: pick of the week Yes, was... my pick of the week was talking the audiobook of Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell.
0: And my pick of the week was the Untitled Goose Game. Do, 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 do. Video games.
1: Video games. All right. So uh, some news that we didn't talk about last week. That that's right. Um, so uh, maybe we can pull it up. But yeah. Actually, if you could just pull up the Ubisoft ones, because mm-hmm. that's the one I don't understand entirely. Mm-hmm. What all got delayed. And, a lot of things and why, yeah. Um, and that's what we can t- kind of talk about. So, like, last week there were uh, several games, maybe by this point in time, next week there will be more games delayed. But the, yeah. a ton of games got delayed all in one like d- day, yeah. Uh, the and Last they all, of Us part they all two was first, fit
0: within spring next year, basically, yeah. Um, and that was like the interesting thing. Like, as things got there, was a couple things that maybe got delayed out of this year into spring next year, but then like I was looking at like March specifically like February and March and I was like man stuff gets like it, there was a lot of games I was like this is like an, a second fall
1: well like so it, it started it started me thinking um about this like okay the state of video games in 2019 and honestly like this whole generation mm-hmm. and um how weird it has been because yeah we keep having these things where we look at the calendar yeah and we say man this is so packed there's so many games coming out in X month or whatever, sure, yeah. and then and then most of them get delayed out, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them have just keep getting kicked down the road. Right. And by the time they come out, they don't make any kind of splash at all,
0: mm-hmm. because we've heard about them. For because so we've long. heard
1: about them, and then they and or the the reason they got pushed in the first place was because they ran into some problems with it, mm-hmm. and they don't live up to expectations. Sure, this has been a weird generation for games. We have like on both sides, you have. Sony, like, the big hit against Sony is, like, well, they haven't had a a, a good uh, fall game, first-party game. Like, they keep having no Christmas kind of game. Mm -hmm. Their first-party game, sure, you have, like, God of War and Mm Spider-Man. But other than those two, those are, like, the main, like really great first-party games.
0: Yeah, you figure, like, they had, what was it, Uncharted 4? That would be, like, the they next have, biggest. Uncharted 4, but, like, I mean, and that was okay. It, like, it was
1: received well. It was received well, but you also had things like um, uh, Knack mm-hmm. and The Last Guardian. Yeah. And, like...
0: And you had things that were, like, critically received in great games, like Horizon Zero Dawn, but they just didn't necessarily make a huge splash as far as, like, sales go. So,
1: like, you have, like, you're looking at... at, at in the, sure, they have some great, like, you know, very innovative and original... First party titles, mm-hmm. but like they're so spread out and so in far, like in between, it's like, where is the first True. party support for for Sony? Yeah. And then you look at Microsoft, they just have nothing because <laughs> like they had zero studios almost. Like, yeah. they had their major franchises. Uh, I mean, Halo hasn't even shown up on this generation yet, uh, or did it? No, it it's, Halo, did, it's five. Halo, no,
0: five. Five was Halo 5 was uh, was this generation, I believe. Was it? Yeah, at it was the very like, beginning, it was like two years in or something like that. The second, so, I'm gonna look it up, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe it, was definitely they, this maybe it showed up.
1: Like, it's just, it's just but it wasn't like, received well. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't really well you received. Know? You have Forza that kinda of alternates in between. And then you had uh this is now like I guess the the second Gears of War that we've had. But like that's it. We're talking those are three different franchises. Like that's Yeah, it. Halo that's, Five was twenty fifteen. That's your only first party support. I mean, there would have been other things like well, it wasn't really first party, but it was just, uh, technically, I guess, second party. Sunset Overdrive, mm-hmm. and
0: that didn't do uh, well sales wise.
1: No, uh, so it's just like you have this lat, and so that's why they've bought all these these uh um these studios. Mm-hmm. That's been weird. Okay, so let's say that. Let's let's just lay all the chips out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird.
0: The, so the release schedule, first of all, like along those lines like so the, the first-party games or whatever the release schedule and then just the lack of like lack of, of first-party games. Like big, you know, there's there's like you said there's been a few big ones, especially on the Sony side. There's been a couple of big ones like Spider-Man and and God of War, but yeah. uh,
1: there's also been some like weird ones. Yeah. The right now, let's look at the current like landscape of there's been this, this generation, there's been this huge backlash against things like loot boxes. And now we're into like this, this this world where like, you know, Call of Duty came out uh, last week and it has a, it's coming out. They're going to have a battle pass Mm -hmm. because that's the thing now. Like, so we're all stuck in this kind of battle pass world. They feel like
0: people want to buy things as a battle pass.
1: You have, like we have these, um, uh, one of the things that uh, I saw, one article about the Ubisoft stuff um, kind of reference that like hey, there were investors' concerns about um, uh, s- games as a service fatigue, basically. Mm. Like, and so they were looking at like um, uh, Tom Clancy, not Wildlands, the one that's after Wildlands that just came out, or whatever. Oh, that
0: just came out. So that was. Let me look at this because again, like
1: that hasn't performed well. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, that was. Um, was and one that and,
1: and looking at okay, well, yeah, you're right. We we not only have. Yes, we have things like Destiny in Destiny Two, but we also have still sticking around and hanging on for dear life things like Warcraft. And like not only Warcraft, but like they have the, they released that original version of Warcraft yeah. recently. Where it's like, I mean, you have that's a weird spot to be in. Yeah. As a as a industry mm-hmm. and as a consumer, when we're looking at, well, what do I play? Like, well now, like these are these are games that are meant to bring you back every single day and play the same game over and over and over and over and over again. And there, there's only so much play time in a mm-hmm. day that one person can have. Right. So like we are kind of saturating that market. At the same time, we have games like for free to play games like Fortnite, supported by Battle Pass. That's mm-hmm. like the the model. And then now like Call of Duty's trying to like. Do a hybrid of that where it's a $60 game with the battle pass. It's in so lieu expensive, of, of, Chris. Know, in lieu of a season pass. Season passes are now like yeah. uh, on their way out, it feels like. And it's now like, you have, uh, the,
0: yeah, now you have the, uh, like we talked about last week, the Fallout 76 is doing the subscription Fallout, plan. Fallout so is
1: doing the subscription plan. It's like so Which expensive. is like kind of like Warcraft. It's like, this yeah. is it's just a weird time for games.
0: Yeah. So uh, on the Ubisoft front, so uh, Ubisoft delays Watchdog Legion. Which we were both like, we're both excited about that game. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, eh, it's like a zombie game, Rainbow Six. Uh, And Gods and Monsters. uh, And yeah, and they they say that the uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and to a lesser, much lesser extent, the Division Two underperform slightly this year. Right. Um, And so, uh, Yves Goumont, the head of Ubisoft, there's an interesting thing I wanted to pull out of here. He mentioned that for games as service, like doing a sequel to a games as service, he said that it's hard. Like, so this is, he's referencing specifically Ghost Recon Breakpoint um, because essentially you release the new game and it goes up against what people's idea it, uh, that it should be of the old game so the old game has had like three years to like add modes add content add this stuff and then you release the new game and it's like people expect it to be as big as and it have as much content as the previous game ended with and he's like and that's just a like it's a hard thing to do as a developer to like this thing that has like this many this many hours of development time into it to now put that into the sequel as well. Um, the division kind of ran into this, but the division succeeded in it because they offered so many modes. They basically gave you everything that you possibly would have wanted out of the division one and then extra. Um, yeah, it's I mean, just uh, an interesting, you know, interesting like, way to, uh, to handle it.
1: Yeah. And I, I like, I think that like, that's, that's kind of, that's, it's, it's a good thought. Mm-hmm. I also think it's kind of an excuse for sure because, uh, you look at, single player games have also had that like for sure let, I mean let's let's look at um Batman uh the Arkham games yeah every single one of those games not only kept the the like the features of the previous game but then added on to them whether yeah. that was gameplay mechanics or like adding a Batmobile, adding the Batmobile, or like you know, like whatever it was, they yeah. have like upped the ante every single time. So like this is nothing new. That's not mm-hmm. a new thought. Right. Like, and they we they, we know that it's whenever you do things like whenever you launch Destiny Two, mm-hmm. and you literally take all the things that people loved about Destiny One and remove them, mm-hmm. like. For no reason. Yeah. Like, or or it's, change it's a,
0: them for no reason, you know? It's
1: an unforced error. Mm-hmm. Like, why in the world? Like the Because if if you have a good, like, reason for doing this, then yeah. present that and say, this is why we're doing it. Right. It's because of this, blah, 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 blah. And if you are right in your um, assumption that this is going to be better, then no one cares. Right. But whenever it ends up being worse, mm-hmm. that's whenever you've backed yourself into a corner. Right. For no reason.
0: Right. Well, and then, you know, you figure, like, because of the fact that we have, like, these live games, and they change over time, and to the fact, to, man, to the point where, like, I can't play Fortnite Season 1. I will never play nope. another game on that map. You again. can't play it. Like, it's just not possible. It's gone. But to, like, you have these You can't these play things, Destiny
1: 1. Right. Like, the ver- first version of that.
0: Never. Never Whenever again. we were
1: farming for resources or shooting in the loot caves. Oh, dude,
0: you can never hear even the uh, the dialogue from uh, from, yep. from Dinklebot or nope. whatever. You know? It's like, and so you have, like these games as service that change things and then you just never can go back and because like they can pivot I think that the majority of developers like just assume like okay we're going to go this direction and if it ends up being the wrong one no biggie we'll just pivot, right? Well, like, we'll just, in the next update, we'll fix it all. Yeah. And, like, that, like, I think that in, from a from a gamer perspective, for, so from the consumer's perspective, like, w- we're kind of looking at this going, like, man, I'm kind of sick of that. Like, I'm kind of sick of, like, games coming out and it being, like, kind of half-baked or it being, like, lacking modes and, I, and I'll just wait. Right. Like, if this game is going to be better in a month, I'm gonna wait that month. Which, like, which I can, which, I can wait. There's plenty of other single player games, or plenty of indie games that I can play in the meantime, and I'll just be off for by a month.
1: Totally, and I, and I think that's why you know, like they're you know uh, pushing things like Last of Us, mm-hmm. uh, pushing these other Ubisoft games. Yeah, and that's great and all, except for you end up with like, I don't know. It's like it's like you almost need a correction where it's like, uh, we went from you know back in the day where we had like middle tier games kind of just like they completely fell out. Yeah. Now, like what we're we're about to see, I think is top tier games completely lose their bottom because you're, you are simultaneously trying to keep people engaged in these ongoing, uh, Games as service franchises, mm-hmm. as well as add to that with new games as service franchises, right. and you just can't.
0: Yeah, and you know, like I, I think that like with Ubisoft, the, the fact that they're delaying these games, like I actually see that as like a positive because like okay, well that sure that'll that'll give them more room to develop these things and like make them better, but it also is it's a reaction to like what they've seen this year is like oh we have less sales of division 2 than we really wanted this year or we have less sales of you know breakpoint like or whatever it was the ghost recon game that just came out it's like that was a you know pretty big failure for them and so they are like okay well we can't make those errors again with the next 3 games that we yeah. have so we're going to delay all 3 of those take a take a, a look at our financials and say we're going to make less in the next couple quarters and hopefully make up for that by better games coming out later, like, or better, more what people expect. And I think about the gods and monsters specifically, that game like looks kind of like breath of the wild, but it's from the team that did Assassin's Creed, like Odyssey. Like it's, it's got like those kind of vibes to it where like you have a different look essentially at this open world kind of game. And, I'm excited for that. And as much as I was super into uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's, it's a gigantic game. And it is, if you wanted it to suck you in and just like, literally that be your game as service you could do that and there are people that literally that's that's what they play and uh that's what they played last year and it's like they they basically did everything you possibly do in that world and uh and so if that's the you know that's the bar that they're trying to set with these other games it's like sure i i'm I'm down with that um but you also figure like this is going to set off like the next assassin's creed game is going to be delayed because of this like probably the the unannounced ones that are just like they're working on the background like well you're not going to release these things simultaneously like it's, it's just this kind of rolling domino effect for all of these other games and while i do think it's a good thing because it's like okay yeah sure adjust the game to m- more meet people's expectations for them um so it ends up with a better game but at the same time it's like you're right there's just a a an issue within the industry of like you expect every single games as a service game to do like so much, or even
1: every game period, yeah, like you know whether there's when when Ubisoft says, hey, the division two is a disappointment like on what level yeah. like, it was a great game yeah, it reviewed well yeah uh I like everyone like in every way it stepped up the the game from the division one for sure uh, and are we saying just in terms of sales yeah I mean okay well, or, enga- or is it ongoing engagement? Yeah, like, is what it like, is it? You know, like, is it
0: like how many people bought the season pass or how many people like are right. still playing right now? I mean, like, you- granted,
1: I fell off, but like, that's because I don't have enough time for this stuff, right. like, all the time. You right. know, like, I know they want us to come back every single day or every single week, whatever. It's just not but, realistic. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Like, we're, we're in a weird spot right now where I think there's this battle that companies are trying to figure out how to make money on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. And um, they're seeing, uh, I think they're they're seeing some of their games fail, and I they are trying to over, they're trying to correct that by adding additional levels of polish. Whenever I don't know that that's necessarily the 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 solution to the to the problem.
0: Yeah, you might be you might be right there, and I think also like with with Ubisoft specifically, like the fact that they launched the subscription service on PC. Right, so it doesn't exist on console right now, but they did basically a, a Ubisoft Game Pass, you know, where it's like, you pay this one subscription, you play all got of our that, games Yeah, that's PC. something I
1: forgot to say. Like, yeah, we've got, we've got Game Pass out there. Yeah,
0: we've got subscription services coming all over the place. What is it?
1: EA, um, EA Access. EA Access. Yep. The Ubisoft one. And whatever
0: that one's called. and It's only for PC, though, right now.
1: P, uh, PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm um we're gonna have stadia here yeah. soon
0: which Stadia, it's, it remains to be seen like what that's gonna be like who knows, you know? man. who knows what who knows what they say like oh a couple of games a month will be free or whatever and you get to keep it but I don't know it's it, you're right because like everybody's trying to get that ongoing kind of the the yeah
1: whether the it's like okay a, every every couple months you're buying a battle pass or every month you're paying a subscription fee mm-hmm. to a service or you're paying a subscription fee to a game right like whatever it is, like that's the that's the money that they're wanting it's like the mindless like it's the it's the passive income where you're just like you don't have to do a ton
0: right well and then how many people probably like subscribe to something like that and then forget about it like i've done it before where it's like oh oops i just let my you know playstation uh plus like uh, auto subscribe i didn't mean to you know or right. whatever like i was going to cancel that or 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 even you know down to like other games or, or whatever where it's like oh i'll i'll forget about it yeah and it's like i haven't played that in weeks but now i've got it for another month you know but yeah. it, things like I, I think like in that instance, like we'll see more and more of that as people try to make more and more money out of games. Because yeah. like, it's you know, it's, it's expensive to put out games, but at the same time, it's like the scope of these games seems so large I know. that like it no one has enough time and, and uh, that snapback is seems to be starting uh to where like the the live service, you know, game is real, like the fatigue on that is is happening now and early on whenever Destiny was kind of the first one that launched into that like on console and then we had a lot of other ones like kind of down the line. Well, and
1: I, yeah, yeah, and I would say like I would I would even lump, you know, I lump for things like Fortnite into that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, with the battle, and, and now Call, Call of Duty. Of Duty. <laughs> like because you have to, the battle pass like in order to keep up with it, most of the time mm-hmm. you have to keep up with it. You yeah. can't like uh, ignore it till the very end of the season and then try to get everything. It just doesn't yeah. work like that.
0: No. I mean I, I have tried to do that with both Apex and Fortnite before and it just doesn't work. Nope. You know? Um where you're like, oh I'm gonna power play for the last three days of this thing. I was like, well that doesn't didn't pan out. No. Um, but at the same time, like I, I do think there's gonna be lots of people that are like, well I'm kind of done with 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 paying for that. And we'll see that there'll be more call like com, like stockholder calls like this where it's like, oh our ongoing stuff is you know and we're gonna see that throughout the industry even more and more now so it's just not it's
1: not as novel you know it's kind of like whenever you know we see these waves throughout the the history of uh um of games you know like okay i feel like we've we're still in the open world wave you know like that's kind of like a a larger wave within the smaller waves Mm -hmm. you know you see the rpg wave and you see the battle royale wave it's kind of like on its like last like not last legs but like uh, it's not it's not the new thing it's everyone's trying right thing, now. Yeah, it's know? not like no one like people aren't talking about it. Like right. they're still around, but like it's kind of cemented itself as it's like okay, this these are the players right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, you see the first person shooter wave. We see you see these waves of, and right now we're just in this games as a service live live games uh, with battle pass kind of style things or subscription plans. And yeah. sub, like that's the thing right now. Yeah, it's just weird. It just feels weird.
0: So I was thinking a couple nights ago. About the next generation of consoles and like what this you know we've talked about before like oh what are each what's each generation gonna be known for or whatever we'll have, to just have a discussion sometime about what this generation will be known for um or like is it what's its thing um because the 360 and uh nps3 generation it was like online play like that was the biggest innovation and the biggest change that happened there um and this time i think like yeah like you know you could be like the games of service like that yeah. might be uh it might be the thing but I was thinking about the subscription stuff moving into the next generation, the subscription plan for like game pass, like where it's like all Microsoft exclusives day and day, the first day they're available, they're available on game pass. So you pay, you know, $10 a month and you can play any game in their catalog. Right. I think that becomes even more important for them and for their business on day one of the next console, because I pay for the the console, right? The five hundred dollars, I would assume, for whatever the next Xbox is. Yeah, and ten dollars, and I can play literally every single launch game. Right. Whereas generation, like a generation ago, for the Xbox One, I bought the Xbox One and one game. Right. I could play that one game until like the next day. I was like, okay, well, let me go buy this other game. So like, you you pick your launch game titles, like your launch day titles, and you can pick maybe one or two.
1: And play the heck out of those games. And
0: it's like, well, I'm just, these are the games that I have now. Totally. And whereas, yeah. like, I think, like, the subscription plan is, like, such a good consumer friendly thing from the Game Pass perspective because of the, the fact that it launches day and date. I think, aside from that, the subscription plan is kind of a weird deal. Like, because, like, Ubisoft, one, it's like, oh, well, they don't have, like, all of their, like, brand new games on there all the time. And, like, EA, it's like, well, you can play the trial, but it's not, a, you know, and then you yeah. have the things like Fallout 76, where, like, this is just a bad deal altogether. 12 bucks for, you know, $13 a month is like that's terrible uh for one game yeah um so i mean it's it's just an interesting it's going to be interesting to see in the next generation that subscription plan and how it changes things
1: yeah and to see if like do these do these constant delays keep happening do these like uh do we still have first party problems on both like the sony and microsoft Mm -hmm. side like we'll see i mean hopefully like microsoft is like they've increase their stable of studios and you assume that that uh sony has just been waiting uh to uh talk about new games from their studios for the next generation but like we can't have this again where like you have you literally have uh what uh, the perception is that you have studios just sitting around on uh ip waiting for this next Mm -hmm. uh generation to happen because Maybe they think that it's going to get delayed there
0: anyway. I don't know. Yeah, well, and then I think about even on the Sony side. Like we had things like Dreams, like that game. Like it was literally like just that was announced like at the beginning of the generation, and it changed and it changes. It was in development, never heard anything, never, and it's in beta now. And it's like that's a whole studio, that's a whole game studio that this entire generation has been working on seemingly one thing. Yeah, and it's like that is that is so long. And what's the
1: ROI on that? Was that was that was that a like. Is that a good investment?
0: Probably know, of re- not. Of resources. You, you would assume no. Like unless they like transfer some of that tech to somewhere else. Like I would assume probably they they don't view it as a success. Maybe, but I mean I've. I don't know. Like it's it's hard to tell like, with first I, feel, party. I feel like
1: we've spent ha- like most of this generation thinking about the next
0: one. Yeah, and thinking about like delays, like where it's like, "Oh, well, we're going to like they're going to delay this game, it'll be late in the generation then." Or it's and, gonna and delay maybe, this game is going to be next well, and year. Well,
1: also maybe some of that was because we had the like mid-generation tiers, where we had mm. the the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro because it's like, true. well, okay, well, do we get this game now or do we wait for the PS4 Pro to come out? Or right. like, you know, like what is that what does that look like? Yeah, you I know, mean, I don't know. That's a
0: good point too, because because of the, uh, the they had a, a mid generation upgrade. We were talking about the the next generation before you know halfway through this generation essentially, yeah. where you're like, oh well, we're you know, is this the next generation of consoles? You know, it was, it was the question I think we we posited. And it was like, sort of, you know, that was the answer. It was like maybe like the yeah. PS4 pro and the xbox one x is like that sort of was a, a soft relaunch of the generation you know that was the ideal place to play but not the only place to play i don't know yeah hmm chris it's been a weird one
1: it is a weird one i mean i was talking to the last thing i'll leave you I with. i was talking to to Fultron the other day and he was talking about you know playing control and playing some other games he's like but all i really just want to play is, is destiny i'm like well, that's fine. Awesome. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I've been like,
0: in that place before too.
1: But that's what developers are feeling right now. Yeah, is like whether that you can replace that with. I just only thing I'd rather play is just Fortnite, mm-hmm. or I'd rather just play uh, Apex. Yeah, like and pe- people like Call of Duty are like, well, I hope they come back again this year, right? Because <laughs> these other games are are just games that are just sitting there, they're yeah. not changing and iterating every year. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, you
0: figure like the people like that, that uh, like uh, that put out Control. Um, they're sitting there going, oh man, I hope, hope that I can get enough people to like take breaks from, uh, from Fortnite to play yeah. our game, you know? And it's like, oh yeah. my goodness, that's gotta be stressful. Like you're putting out a, a single player game in, in this world, you know? And they're like, Ooh,
1: I mean, I don't, you know, like, and I, I'm not like of the opinion that single game, uh, single player games are like dead, you know? Cause mm-hmm. you look at the sales numbers and yeah. things like Spider-Man, like great sales numbers for, God especially war, for, good sales for first, first party game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Red Dead Redemption, yeah. great sales numbers. Uh, Has a but, huge
0: online component.
1: But it didn't at launch.
0: Didn't at launch, you're right.
1: Um, whenever they had the huge uh, numbers. Yep, you're right. So, like, but you think about, like, Red Dead took, like, six years to make. <laughs> and God of War uh, took, what was it, four? Oh, dude, And yeah. uh, I think... Four
0: or five, if not five.
1: I think, I think you know, uh, Spider-Man was... Because was, uh, it was
0: delayed as well. Like, God of War was definitely delayed out of the holiday season.
1: Spider-Man was shorter, but, like you look at the gameplay and that's not really super deep gameplay. They just have a really good character, popular character. And you have like some mechanics that we've never seen before. So like, I don't know. It's just, you have to do the, you have to do those, those, um, absurd out of the ordinary things in order to have a single player success. Yeah. Wrath of the wild, another great example, like done something that you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. The, the just normal, like single player kind of narrative. You look at, you know, Titanfall two great, Single-player game. Yeah. Decent multiplayer. No, like, games-as-a-service features. No, like, battle pass. No reason to come back every single day and play.
0: In fact, they gave the DLC away for free. Like, all the new maps was going to be free.
1: Yeah. Which uh, is the same thing. And I think, like, honestly, whenever we look at it, everyone's like, why in the world is Call of Duty doing a battle pass? It has nothing to do with the the, the monetary value. Like, I'm, uh, uh, like they said, you know, they're getting rid of the season pass to keep people on the same version. But they, they're sitting there looking at why do people go back and play every single day in Fortnite? Why do they go back and play in Destiny? Why do they go back and play in Apex? It's for things like the Battle Pass to go and un- get those unlocks that if you don't play every single day, you miss out on. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're putting a the Battle Pass in there. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with like... The money that they'll make off of it, I For like, sure. I'm sure they're going to be happy about. The oh, money they're going to they be happy about it. it. But also,
0: but, it's the, it's that like they want to keep people in the, in their ecosystem yep. to spend their money in the ecosystem. You yep. know, because it's not this battle pass that they're necessarily selling. It's like, well, it's it's all about it. It's the next one. Because like, right. if I look at like my behavior as a consumer, like I was on Fortnite, bought a, bought some battle passes, and as soon as I got off of it, I'm off of it. Right. right, right, and then I got onto Apex, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy battle passes, and and now I'm kind of like semi off of Apex right now, where it's like I'm not involved in any, you know, uh, right. game of service right now, just because I'm enjoying myself playing all these like single player games.
1: Yeah, they want to grab you and get you into their battle pass and get you to buy every other battle pass after that. point.
0: Right, and and so like you know, you figure like that churn of like people through the battle pass or whatever, like they need to they need to continue that or try to try to grab people back in every yeah. time. So yeah, it's it's a weird one, and that's the way people want to want to. Spend money. That's that's the 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 consumer behavior that they're seeing. They're like, okay, well, consumers want to buy things, are are basically want to spend money on X Y Z. Well, it's like yeah. So let's give them X Y
1: Z. Exactly. It's like it's well, we have to make money in order to do this. Mm -hmm. So if we're not going to make it through selling map packs Mm -hmm. and people don't like loot boxes anymore, what what do they actually like? Well, they happen to like battle passes, and it has the benefit of it brings them back every single day week to unlock these things that are in the battle pass that sure. largely uh have no effect on gameplay yeah at least that's what they're saying so that that doesn't require like any kind of rebalancing yeah. or something like that it just requires them to make some pretty looking clothes yeah it's, or it's a relatively
0: low like it's like oh here's a new texture you know yeah. basically it's like oh yeah um the funny thing about Activision, like, Activision's out, like, they're they the company of all the game companies that, like, all about the numbers. Like, they they want, like, oh, yeah. they want the money, but you know? The, but I
1: also feel like Activision's usually also, like, uh, you equate them with quality as well. Correct.
0: Um, Like, they don't do anything, like, you know, in, in they a make, halfway they make Guitar
1: way. Guitar Hero. You know, like, right. Guitar Hero was great. Sure, it was a money grab every single time. Yeah. But it was great.
0: The uh and so along those lines, like they're not whenever they say like, Oh, we don't want to split the community by releasing things in a season pass or releasing new map packs like we normally do. What they're really saying is like we we have seen that that doesn't make us as much money as this other method anymore. I well, think. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so like totally. now they're, they're, they're trying something else. Like it detracted enough. Like it was like, Oh, people don't like how it spits the community. We are seeing less engagement of the people who don't buy this other thing. Like, yep. uh, than if we just gave it to them, Let's go ahead and just give it to
1: it. Yeah, I'm sure they have this natural attrition that happens with every single Map Pack release where you get less and less people playing. Correct. Because if you're saying I can either go over to, you know, Fortnite or Apex and play with all my friends mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about what they've purchased and what they haven't. Mm-hmm. Or I get I can play by myself with some random yeah. people in a, a Call of Duty match. Right. Which one am I going to choose? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. My friends. Exactly. So like and 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 like this is not like in the past call of duty uh didn't have the comp this competition like th- they were the big dog they right. were the like if you were playing multiplayer you were probably playing call of duty mm-hmm. right now if you're playing if you're playing multiplayer you're probably playing Fortnite.
0: yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> most likely <laughs> i mean as 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 saturated as that Fortnite has become within just culture in general and what was it know? the other day like it's just getting worse
1: uh um uh, they're bringing uh, League of Legends to consoles, That's
0: right? And and phones.
1: Right, yeah. It's so, like, like, oh my goodness. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it's going to work control wise. I'm like the. It, it,
0: so that that one was a weird one because like it seemed like everything they showed as far as the gameplay goes was on phone. Where I'm like. I don't, I don't view phone and console as the same platform. No, like, So totally. the same and version of a game working on both. And like, they're it's, not. Eh.
1: Uh, they're going to have to do a, kind of like a Halo Wars kind of thing. Right. Like, they're going to have to have like wheels of like yeah. these are the different commands and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean – uh, those again that's a huge play, player base like yeah and it's and a it's, game
0: that goes through seasons like they were doing exactly. seasons a long time ago where it's yes. like i remember having a conversation with Chad who's been on the podcast before and he was like you know the you know, if you jump in on the next season, like it's it'll be it'll be easy to get you in. Like you'll you'll be right, right at home, and I'll you know I, I did which is the, the same thing with Fortnite,
1: same right. thing with other things, you know.
0: Um But he was saying like even from like a skill based level, it's like oh you get in the next season and like you know you get your you climb the ranks or whatever, and you get like figure out where you where you're at. Yeah. Whereas like if you jump in at the end of a season, a lot of people are going to be too like a lot of the the newer. Uh, less skilled players will have like already fallen off, and so you're not going to start from the same point as everyone. You're going to be like kind of swallowed alive. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it, you're right. Like it is just going to get more and more saturated with like games of service and and live games. So mm. delays, Chris. Delays, lots of delays, lots of live games, yep. lots of subscription plans. Yep. Lots of battle passes. Yep. It's the world we live it's in. It's crazy. You can find us online at same
1: target on social at Chris Strike two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And that same target pod I haven't posted in forever, but I'm going to soon. Starting soon. I don't know. that's very ominous. That is very uh, ominous. It just means I, I will have time to go through my photos that I've taken and uh, upload them <laughs> um, soon. Sometime we will uh, review the Joker and um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Hopefully uh, in the next few weeks.
0: Disney Plus will also be out very, very soon. Yeah. From the yes, time yes. that this posts. So with we, a lot of uh, stuff on there. Talking about the Man DeLorean, I'm sure, it's, that first week that it's, uh, it's that we true. can get it watched. That's true. It releases on a Tuesday I don't know. It depends on if we can watch the Mandalore, like whatever exists. Of the, like is, it, but I think they're releasing like three episodes. Oh or something gosh! I like there's a bundle of them at first, and then it's going to be like. Uh, out, I mean, I need to find
1: that day, and I just need to block it off. That's that's right.
0: That's my thing. Is like if it because releases it on Tuesday, I think it, that there's enough time.
1: That's the problem. People are going to be talking about it. That's why I watched, I Used to watch things like The Walking Dead, day one. You're I right. Things like Game of Thrones, day one. You're
0: right. Whatever's available, I gotta watch it as soon as yeah. that service goes live. Yep. Mm.
1: Anyway, so we'll be talking
0: about the Mandalorian soon.
1: We will. That's it for this week. Wait, did I do everything else? Yes,
0: you did everything else. We'll I see you next time.
1: You. On, stay, stay on, on target. target.